Welcome to today's episode of Tartu Geo, the podcast for geography and GIS lovers brought to you from the Department of Geography of the University of Tartu. This show is brought to you by your hosts, myself, Alex, and Tahmin. Unfortunately, Tahmin is uh, not around today. For today's episode, we have um, the pleasure to talk with Martin Yussi, whose official title is Director Consulting Services Space and Earth Observation here at CGI in Tartu. Martin graduated also at the Department of Geography here in Tartu with a master's in geography with the specialization GIS and cartography and a master's degree from the International Space University. He's uh, very active in the Tartu, local and Estonian and international geospatial and space sector. And he's a regular mentor in hackathons. Hi, Martin. Hello. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you very much. It's uh, great to have you here on the podcast. Um, as you mentioned before, so the official title you don't like so much. Maybe you quickly introduce yourself and um, what you're actually doing at CGI. Okay, yeah. Well, this director consulting services, it sounds sounds very fancy. Actually, I'm a, I'm a team leader or a team manager. Um, however, my, my team members would describe me either as a leader or a manager, you know the difference. Um, yes, so I work for CGI for five years now. Actually, uh, initially started in the space team as a business development consultant. So my uh, role was to Uh, bring Earth observation to CGI Estonia to kind of initiate new EO-related software projects. So I was I was the main guy writing proposals, talking to potential customers uh, on on how they could benefit from spatial data and Earth observation. Mm-hmm. And initially, uh, initially the GIS team needed a, uh, a leader uh, to look after them, to look after their projects. Uh, Uh, team members, uh, new activities. Uh, so, so I decided to take that role, and uh, and now I've moved on from the GIS team to the to the, to lead the space team. Um, so I'm a, I'm a team leader. Uh, I am a domain expert. Uh, by no means uh, a programmer. Uh, no, I've never oh, I've never. Hey. Uh, so I've never earned a single euro uh, uh, by writing code, no. <laughs> oh wow, that is that is uh, I think that is super interesting. I always um, when I when I hear the projects you're involved in, um, and oh, they, I can they're say very I, technical, like software infrastructure related, right? I I I could say I'm a techie person, but 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 not really a technical specialist uh, in in software development, no. But uh, you know, it's it's always like that in uh, in in software companies. Uh, you need technical skills in the team, but you also need domain knowledge. Yeah. So so when it comes to space and Earth observation and also GIS, I'm I'm the guy with the domain knowledge. I think that uh, is a really really important message for the students who always think, oh, I know I can't program. You know, what is my what can my role be in the modern geospatial you know technology world? Cool. If we if we if we go down that path a little bit, um, maybe how how did your uh, journey start towards you know geoinformatics or or how did you eventually come to the position you know from okay um, when did you decide to do you know this whole thing? 
I think, you know, we should go really back in time. So when I was a kid, I, I used to play a lot of uh, computer games and uh, and I liked strategy games uh, mainly because the uh, visuals uh, of the of the maps you know how uh, you you know the strategy games how you would yeah. look on the on the uh, on the environment the from, from, from uh, yeah yeah how you would look on everything from above so you would have the maps and i would i would just uh, i would just play around with map editors and and i would in those games i would just you know browse the maps and and just see how different feature features were visualized in various computer games oh, so wow. yeah command and conquer uh, warcraft uh, starcraft yeah. you know the, all those things early yeah. ones in the 90s so so when i eventually learned uh, actually my father is a biologist so he he told me that that there is a you know that there is the geography and geoinformatics uh, curriculum in, in the Univers- university of tartu and when i eventually learned that there is a curric- curriculum or a subject where you can learn digital mapping, then I decided that this is this this is for me. Nice. So, so I wasn't you know during during high school I wasn't a big fan of geography, but you know when I learned that there is digital mapping, uh, I decided that okay this is the way I want to go, and um, yes I I uh, I started. Uh, Studying geography in Tartu. Uh, eventually, uh, yeah, I was I was uh, highly interested in in all kinds of uh, mapping uh, data, uh, visualizing data on maps. Uh, and eventually, um, I met my future su- supervisor Kaupovormanzik, uh, whom you you also know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he was your started, supervisor. Yeah, he was my supervisor in the Tartu okay. in the Tartu University. Oh yeah. Um, so he introduced me more and more into the Earth observation domain. So, so what you can do with satellite data, what kind of uh, applications you have in there. Uh, my my first real specialization in, in the University of Tartu was was uh, flood mapping with uh, radar data. So, right. so that's where I got very much in depth um, in my. Oh. I think it was. Already during that, that was actually early already during the master's uh, master studies. So the bachelor's was very it was very broad. There were many uh, yeah. uh, many topics, but they were all kind of um, necessary in a way. Uh, I wouldn't say they were all very interesting to me, mm-hmm. but 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 after afterwards I realized how uh, how much they influenced my uh, my view on geography. <laughs> Yeah, and I think so, that is what what the in, um, our teachers, lecturers, and and curriculum people also always say. The the base, this this holistic worldview. This is something that you often do not learn in other places. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, so I think that's very important. Um, and yes, eventually. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I graduated graduated from bachelor's, uh, started my master's. Uh, and then I I focused more and more on Earth observation, and at one point Kaupo asked me if I would also be interested in getting even more into the space domain. And uh, and as he was also a graduate from from the International Space University in France, uh, uh-huh. he asked me if I would be interested in in studying at that university as well. 
So they offer a one-year master's program um, uh, of uh, the cur curriculum itself. It's called Space Studies. So it's very interdisciplinary. It's, um, you know, you learn space science, you, you learn astrophysics, but you also learn like project management uh, policies, space policy, um, all in the context of the modern space um, domain or, or uh -huh. the uh, space business uh, yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Um, and I told Kaupov would be, and I applied, and even surprisingly for myself, I was accepted. <laughs> so, so I also. Um, what What are the are there special requirements when you say that you were surprised that you got accepted? Um, you You need to show your grades, uh, and you need to get uh, a couple of uh, you know letters of support from. Uh, uh, from someone like it could be from your department at the university, but in in yeah. my case it was actually, I think it was someone from our department and also Mart Norma who is who's uh, Mart Norma, yeah, uh, who's very very active in the space domain. Uh, yeah. So so his letter was basically uh, that you know we need more space space people in Estonia. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. Uh, and you also need to write. Uh, Write uh, like a, letter kind of, of kind of a letter of motivation. Yes, you mm. need to. Mm. Uh, you need to show them why they would choose you to to the curriculum. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I did uh, actually two master's de degrees in in parallel. So yeah. so the, so the space studies wasn't it wasn't like an Erasmus that you would do um, like an exchange year. It was a completely standalone separate master's program. So. Was it was it remote or did you go to France? No, I lived in France. France. Uh, oh wow! I, I lived in France for one year, and uh, during that time, I also uh, I was also writing my master thesis for the University of Tartu. So, yeah. so I had most of the uh, most of the uh, classes already taken. It was all, on, only up to the master thesis, mm -hmm. um, uh, and I uh, I used to write that during breaks at the university. Uh, so there was a Christmas break and some spring break uh, in the university yeah. of in the International Space University, and I used all that time to write my master thesis for the University of Tartu. Um, uh, and I actually, <laughs> when when I had to defend my master thesis uh, for the University of Tartu, uh, I was in Germany, uh, so I was doing my internship uh, for the other university. Uh, so for the International Space University, yeah. uh, I was doing that in DLR, so in, in the nice. German German Aerospace Center in, uh, let me see if, if I can still pronounce that, in Oberpfaffenhofen uh, okay. near, near Munich. Munich. Yeah. So, so I was there um, and I really didn't have a chance to travel to Tartu for my thesis defense. Right. So, so I ended up being the first uh, remote uh, ah. uh thesis defender <laughs> oh wow say. yeah uh so i mean nowadays it's all especially in 2020 it's all pretty normal to have you know online conversations and you know yeah. online defense mm -hmm. ah, but defenses that, but, are still a bit you know a, a bit of yeah. a thing yeah, i mean okay. but, but yeah more and more so but, but that was in 2015 uh and i think i was the first geographer in Tartu to graduate like that so so i had an online thesis defense I remember we had to like uh, 
day before uh, with Tonoya, we tested all the equipment, whether it really works, you know, whether he could hear me and if, if the Skype connection would... Uh, Skype. I, was, I just wanted yeah. to ask, which, which technology did we use back then? <laughs> we, yeah, we did use <laughs> normal Skype. And uh, yeah. I think the biggest challenge was to... Uh, challenge was that uh, Tono needed to organize a microphone for the jury, so 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 they could ask 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 questions yeah. uh, from me. Uh, okay, so what, what were we talking about? My journey, yeah. Uh, so when I when I was studying in um, in Strasbourg, uh, uh, I really thought, you know, I I, I should find a job that somehow. Uh, in a way relates to geoinformatics, but I was then also already very much interested in in in, in space. So mm -hmm. so in space systems engineering, um, and uh, I started looking for uh, uh, for a job first in Estonia because I thought like my first preference was was to come back to Estonia. Yeah. And back then I didn't find too many companies who would actually uh, who would actually be working in the domain but fortunately CGI uh, had a very strong space team already back what, then. What year are we talking? 2015. So that was 2015. So 2015. that was that was only when Estonia joined the European Space Agency. Uh, so so then the space business wasn't you know, too advanced here. Yeah, when when did the whole um, is cube thing um, take off? That was, a, you know, that gave a big boost to the whole awareness, right? So that was slightly before. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was in 2013, 2014. But then the cube was the kind of only uh, very spacey thing we had done here in Estonia. Yeah. And, yeah. and there was not a single, you know, strong company associated with that just yet. You yeah. know, all those startups that um, eventually uh, came from Estcube, uh, they had only started mm -hmm. and um, and I wasn't uh, I wasn't too confident in joining a startup just just then because my my experience wasn't I didn't have too much experience uh, yeah. so I had only studied um, and you know done some jobs as um, a freelance geoinformatics specialist for yeah. for um, for some companies, but uh, nothing too serious. Um, and then I, I got invited to join CGI, and as I told you told you before, to to actually uh, kind of start up the Earth observation business here here in CGI Estonia. Cool. And I've been with CGI ever ever since. I mean, it's five mm -hmm. years now. So I was I was the thing. It's, it's not a long time. I mean, sometimes no. when we talk about it, it sounds like you know a decade or something. No. But it was just five years. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in Estonia three years, so I mean it also feels long, but then it's not much of a difference actually. Three to five years, great. That is that is okay. That is, I think that is it is quite a journey, but um, the 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 way how it sort of turned out um, doesn't seem you know like unachievable also for others. No, I think. no, not really, and. <clears throat> Mm. And also space and GIS. I mean, there are they are you know closely related. I mean, yeah. GIS is looking down from space. I mean, uh, you know, looking on uh, down on Earth and uh, and this upstream space stuff that we are working with um, uh, ground segment systems development, yeah. um, mission planning. Uh, it's it's somehow still related, and I think. 
it's all uh, it's already like for when I think about my future, I I would always like to stay in this domain. So mm-hmm. so whatever I do in the future, I think it it has to be related to either you know space or GIS because yeah. that's where I feel it really feel uh, feel home. That's where I yeah. feel feel that I'm really doing what I like to do. That is nice. So um, I'm not sure how confidential that is. Um, so, so how is your work then looking if you're not if you're not programming if you're the domain expert? Mm. So, w- what are you doing? Okay, um, uh, I do a lot of proposal work. So, I mean, I have a team I have to, I need to look after. So, it's currently 20 people, and but basically, my biggest <laughs> biggest concern is that if they have uh, uh, if they have a job in the future as well. So I need mm-hmm. to look 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 to the future, uh, uh, and um, see what clients really need in the uh, in the space and earth, earth observation domain, um, and how we can help clients with our expertise. And I I'm the person who needs needs to find uh, find future jobs for my team. So I do a lot right. of proposal writing. I meet clients explain what we do, uh, how we could help them. Uh, and uh, when I find leads for new business, I need to pursue them. Uh, I need yeah. to close, close deals, negotiate contracts. Uh, yeah. And then eventually uh, I need to hand over those kind of this sale, sales work that I've done. I need to hand that over to the teams, uh, project teams. So, so they would know, know what the expectations are, what they need to be yeah. doing. You sort of have to translate sort of their their high level mm-hmm. um, space and GIS ideas, and that the team can build feasible, actual technical solutions around it. Exactly, and uh, and sometimes I also need to support projects with uh, with you know understanding what the clients really need. Uh, yeah. And and to do this kind of translation work between high level requirements and yeah. and um, um, software cool. requirements, let's say. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm just wondering if there is anything else. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm doing. And you know, there are al- always you know, as, uh, there are always tasks asso- associated with people. So I have yeah. a team of twenty, so I need to really look team after them yeah. and uh, make sure that they're all happy doing so, their job. So in a way, you are in a way you are the leader, the the team leader. But at the same time, you're also sort of like a, like a like a business developer um, or exactly, project exactly. manager, sort of. I'm I'm more um, you know I'm a, I'm a team leader and a business development manager. So mm-hmm. so project managers I have in my team and their okay. responsibilities okay. to look after specific projects that we have already won. Yeah. So I'm I'm the person that needs to look into the future and and to you're, see you know. You're what, like a, you're like what we call, you know, in academics, what what you're like, like a PI. You're the, the high-level guy who has to write the grants and needs to, you know, understand the ideas and the needs of the clients, you know, the whoever is the funder, right? Yes. And then you have, you know, your your expert staff that have to translate that into reality. Then mm-hmm. nice. And then you have to look for the next grant. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's how it that's do. how it also works in in business, not just yeah. academia. Yeah, that, that, is, that is that is good to know. Yeah. Hey, um, 
you have already talked about sort of what you do in general and also your your interest in in, in space and geoinformatics. We, we would like you know to if, if you in, in short can sort of um, go shortly into more specific details. You know what your personal interests in in geoinformatics or in in space um, Earth observation and so on. And and, and we want to ask this sort of from the perspective of. Um, research development, sort of what is sort of the new interesting stuff for you? Do you do teaching or training or something? And and what are sort of, you know, applied projects, problem solving things that you really like, sort of, which projects you really like, sort of? Okay. Um, I think I'm, I'm most fascinated by, by Earth observation applications. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's when some client really benefits from using Earth observation data, so so they can really uh, take decisions based on uh, on information extracted from satellite imagery. Oh, yeah, I mean, okay. here in Estonia, we have a couple of very good examples. One is one is Priya, who who do this uh, grassland monitoring uh, yeah. based on Sentinel data, and and also now the. Uh, uh, Estonian weather service are looking into producing ice maps uh, based on Sentinel data. All right. Uh, okay. So, so these kind of applications are all very fascinating. And if if you ask me about my personal uh, mm -hmm. my personal interests, I'm um, I'm always interested in in new applications in 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 how like how this increasing amount of satellites. Uh, uh, benefits uh, new applications how can you what can you find uh, what new can you find in the data and how yeah. you can fuse various types of data to yeah. to develop new applications how so, do you how do you stay in the know do you do you read i don't know research or how do, how do you keep up to date i mean the field is actually quite quite quickly developing this uh, okay. again the new, the new uh, Sentinel six, is it right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and Sentinel five and Sentinel six, they, they have some very specific, you know, applications also. Uh, so, so how do you stay in the know? How do you keep yourself updated? I, I unfortunately, I don't have any time to do a personal research. Um, but yeah, I read I read articles. I follow various companies and organizations on LinkedIn, uh, mm -hmm. and I have have good friends there who, who actually uh, work for uh, market analysis companies, and they produce uh, articles. Ah, okay. So so I read those. Um, I read the Space News. Uh, SpaceNews.com is is a very there good. Is, uh, there is a thing called Space News. Exactly, and that that is a very very good source of information. What is going on in the space domain in the world? Yeah. So it's you know most mostly about new launches. Uh, yeah. Uh, and how SpaceX uh, you know succeeds yeah. or fails in new landings, but yeah. but there's also good information about uh, you know uh, what kind of new missions have been launched and you know what you could I mean you could think yourself what you could in the future do with the data you're getting from the missions. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I mean, CGI is massive. Like we are, we are seventy-five thousand employees globally. Uh, seventy-five thousand. Exactly. And uh, I mean, in Estonia, we're small. We're just um, you know one hundred eighty people. But but the space domain, the space domain is very strong in in the UK, uh, in, in Germany, 
uh, also in the ne- Netherlands. So mm-hmm. I keep connected with our UK and German colleagues regularly mm-hmm. uh, uh, to learn what they are doing. Uh, so they are really leaders uh, in in this uh, domain because they've been working with the European Space Agency for for a very long long time. So cool. so a lot of in- innovation uh, in this you know um, space IT domain uh, that we are uh, involved in comes from uh, from the Germans. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Uh. Yeah. I'm German, but but it doesn't yeah. mean it. <laughs> okay, uh, that is fantastic. That is fantastic to know. Yeah. Um, you have mentioned already that, of course, for your own journey, you really want to stay in that space. But um, what is your? Do you have like a personal outlook for the future of 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 the field? Where is this maybe all going? You know, the whole GIS geospatial domain and in general. Yeah, I think. I think you know spa- spatial data and maps. Uh, they will continue to be like an important source uh, of information for this decision making. Mm-hmm. But I think you know everybody is aiming to be you know more efficient. Uh, um, you know, time is money, so so you need to be efficient everywhere. So I think the fusion of GIS with IT will continue. Yeah. Um, but I think you know as there are. You know, more and more satellites launched, uh, new te- technology arising. You know, better spatial resolution, better time to time to products. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 5G, so you can transfer more data. Uh, uh, so all these kind of uh, technology developments lead to new applications. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think we will, you know continue this trend towards uh, additional data fusion and additional uh, additional uh, kind of fusion of GIS and IT. Yeah, yeah. So um, really interesting anyway was, you know, the, the opening that you are as a domain expert, you actually don't need to code so much yourself or, or not at all. Is that no. right? Yes. So, um, but so what what info or advice would you give to GIS students? Like, you know, if, if it would be one thing that you would give now current current master students uh, in, in GIS, that what what advice would it be? I mean, your GIS knowledge is is definitely much valuable. So so try to see try to see outside the academia where you can apply your GIS knowledge. Uh, if you have a chance in the university, learn how to code. I mean, learn how to understand the IT domain, you know, how computer programs are developed, how software architecture works. Uh, it's always good to understand. Um, I mean, for me, uh, I've been with CGI for five years. Now I understand a bit of, you know, how IT works, but that's mostly, mostly uh, you know, thanks to, you know, reading up personally and uh, various discussions with software developers. But if you can already during your studies, you know, learn a bit about uh, the uh, IT domain, that Mm. would help. Um, Take your studies seriously, but don't forget to have fun. I mean, these (laughs) seminars and group assignments, they're a source of good ideas and also good friends. So, so, so don't forget to have fun. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So you build your network and 
Exactly. Do you, do you still have network also from from your um, space university? Exactly. Well, I do. So yeah. so the uh, the International Space University has a very strong network. Uh, we mm -hmm. have you know alumni mailing lists, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook groups, etc. So we can we keep in touch. And only recently, uh, uh, so as a as our kind of newest client for my team here in Tartu, uh, mm -hmm. we have the Finnish Meteorological Institute, so FMI. Oh, okay. And the representative of FMI uh, we are working with uh, is apparently an ISU alumni. So, oh, okay. so yeah, it's it's funny how you come across other people from this small university. I mean, ISU is not it's it's not a big university, uh, but it's funny how you come across people uh, people from this uh, from this small university during your professional life. Mm. Um, so yeah, the short answer is yes. Yes, we do keep in touch, and and network is very important. I mean, you never know where your friends may end up, uh, um, and you know what kind of ideas they have, what kind of um, you know what kind of new companies or uh, startups they um, may start, and it could be interesting for you. That is that is fantastic. Thank you so much. I would um, talk a little bit about. Um, Hackathons, because uh, we have we have now been that that was actually this is quite cool that we have now been mentors uh, both sort of in in several hackathons. Mm -hmm. So we have both sort of the perspective on those hackathons. Um, may I ask, have you, have you also been in, in in as a mentor in, in other hackathons? Yes, yes. Uh, I think I was was in 2019. There was the Ocean Hack. Oh, that, oh, that was yeah. already in 2020, right? The, so, I, I remember the ocean hack. Yeah, there okay. was. Okay, so there was the into the 19. Yeah, so so there was the ocean hack. Uh, there that has was been in Tallinn, a, right? That was yes, in that was in Tallinn. So there have been a couple of those space hackathons. So mm -hmm. act in space, and yeah. also um, um, uh, the, what they're called. The NASA. We also had the NASA hackathons. Yes, the NASA nineteen. Yes, exactly. So, so I've been mentoring those. Um, yeah, I think mostly the ones where I've been a mentor are, are related to somehow related to space. Mm. And and uh, you uh, in in Estonia. Yes. Although, in although Estonia, I mean NASA Estonia. and 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 act in space, they're sort of global or European mm -hmm. folk. But I mean, we we usually do it. For the teams in in Estonia that come from Estonia to mm -hmm. to join this, what is your what is your impression? Um, I don't know. Do you have some some immediate sort of uh, impressions like or a feeling like is is it um, is there something that should be different or is um, I don't know is the general the general audience is it I don't know need, needs to be addressed more or, or widely or something like this. Mm. I think the more people you, you have, the more fun you will have during the hackathons. Yeah. And, the, and the bigger the chance, chances are that you would, you know, get really um, working ideas out of, of the, out of the hackathons. The so actual the ideation, yeah. Actual ideation, the, the actual, you know, the chance that you will end up someone uh, with someone starting a company to, to kind of uh, realize uh, or... Let's take that again. So, so, 
So the chance that you would actually have someone founding a company to mm. bring that idea to the market is, is bigger when you have more people in the hackathons. So I think yeah. those hackathons should be promoted more, you know, because I think right. the space, uh, space, but also the GIS domain uh, are fascinating enough for, for uh, people, uh, for students who don't know about those domains. So if mm -hmm. they're promoted right, I think uh, you will have people from outside the G GIS community at the hackathons as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody loves maps. Who wouldn't love maps? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's right. <laughs> maps. Absolutely. I, the only thing, like, for me, from, from the educational perspective, being at the university, you know, working with the students, um, Estonian and international students, mm -hmm. um, it is there's uh, some hesitation and it, it is uh, it is i think the challenge is to overcome this hesitation with the students because I, as you say i think they all have the potential and the more you have you know the the you see that also in the group works they they have mm -hmm. ideas but what they sort of don't have of course in the beginning is sort of an understanding how you would solve that or what, what is feasible, what is not. And this is where they then quickly sort of despair a little bit, like, ah, oh, actually, it's too hard. I actually don't know how we can, what's possible, what we can do. And, and but, um, but that is where mentoring helps because I sometimes, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes the, the best ideas may come from people who don't know what is really possible because they can think outside the box better that, that is so true and that is that is how i also sometimes uh, work in my company or in in cgi i ask uh, people who don't know anything about earth observation uh, i tell them a story about satellite data let's say i have a 20 minute presentation on you know what you could do with satellite data and yeah. i ask them okay now now think about what else you could do with satellite data and just write me, just ask me if this is realistic. And then I start those conversations and, uh, you know, sometimes the coolest ideas, the craziest ideas may actually work in some context. Yeah. And so, I think, but, but this is, this is, this, uh, uh, sort of opposing sort of, you know, this, that they, as, as a person who knows something about space, you're sometimes too quickly to dismiss opportunities because uh, you, you you sort of try to rationalize it already mm -hmm. and then, uh, it's mm -hmm. probably not possible i think it's like you know it's mm -hmm. a bit too futuristic or it's you know mm -hmm. it's a little bit sort of you know uh, too fancy ideas you know mm -hmm. it doesn't think clearly or something that, that that is too easy for 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 somebody who knows what is technically possible but then those people who have the ideas they have like in no way means to assess the idea and 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 start working towards you mm -hmm. know building it into a real thing so and then um so i was i was thinking um so now that we have again corona uh, i've always so so now talking you know basically motivated me to you know get this um podcast going and now we are going nicely with this podcast And so I was also um, experimenting a little bit with like meetups, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and I was thinking something something like like a hybrid thing uh, where you have students 
or general public, whoever is interested, um, to to but they get sort of more intensively mentored. So it's like half a workshop how mm-hmm. people like like I don't know you or I or, or other lecturers, you know, from observatories or give them regular, you know, things how to do things, which is you know like a, like a hobby group sort of type of thing, you know. But at the same time. Um, you know they're building, they're doing the ideation, and 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 so it's sort of it's like like a mixed meetup hackathon, slightly more long-termish thing where everybody can just come in, and then there's some some um, you know uh, I don't know training. So there's there's mm-hmm. more there's much more mentoring, um, but the hackathon is not only a weekend because mm-hmm. then they can't pick up the knowledge and build the product at the same time. Mm-hmm. That is that is too condensed, right? So it had to be stretched out. And as, you know, we have Corona and everybody's sitting at home and it would be an interesting way to engage some something, I don't know, like that. Uh, like, like a long longer um, hackathon type, like a yeah, hackathon type of thing where you, where you build up something a, a longer mm-hmm. way. Then you have mm-hmm. regular mentoring that also helped, but this is already what what uh, I don't know Teatros Science Park what they what they already call incubation, I guess. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> that's very similar to what they do, right? But but you yeah you probably have to validate the ideas. I mean the technical feasibility and also the what ifs of of each yeah. idea in the early phase, and then if you if you really see that you know this could lead to something, it ma- it makes sense to have this mini incubation uh, for for each of those teams. And yeah. the idea is out so long and then, you, you know, you, you might be afraid that other people who are more capable pick this up and just, you know, convert it into mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah, it, it's, it is a tricky situation to how, how to bridge that gap between ideation phase and but at the same time getting people sort of interested and, and motivated and maybe also sort of enabled to mm-hmm. be more you know, effective in that space. Okay. All right. Then uh, I think uh, that concludes our episode. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you're running this podcast. Thing. I'll definitely go to, to the webpage and uh, check out the other episodes. Ooh, I already awesome. already found some names of, of, of my, my own professors. So Davi uh-huh. and uh, I think it was also Deet Tamaru. Yeah. So they used yeah. to teach... Uh, Teach me as well at the university. If you if you know some interesting, if you know some other interesting people that I might not have heard of, but you think they would be, you know, a nice addition to the podcast, uh, we'd also be happy, you know, to to, you know, get some suggestions. So have you have have you asked Kaupo? No, but as exactly as you as you were talking actually about um, Kaupo in the beginning, I actually took a note. Uh, Cause, cause, cause I, I think uh, his journey could also be very interesting. Yeah. In and the other that I know from the department is uh, Erki von Positium. That, yeah. that is also yeah. this classical Correct. geography and then geospatial business. Sort mm-hmm. of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kaupo is a very good idea, yeah. Thank you so much uh, for, you know, taking the time, for joining us, giving your valuable time and advice. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Then... Uh, this concludes our episode and uh, no, like everywhere, please like, share and subscribe. And we would also be happy if you have some feedback for us. See you in the next episode.